this is a preview of our premium episode number five, featuring an extended interview with Sludge co-founder David Moore. To listen to the full episode and all of our premium content, become a supporter on Patreon for $5 a month. That's patreon.com slash gildedage. We only allow fake advertisements on our podcast, so we rely entirely on your support. The Gilded Boys are grateful for your generosity. David, can you can you talk about a little bit about um, how that process has worked out for like public infrastructure and uh, like the budget process behind closed doors? Can you talk about how that has worked out in terms of funding uh, public infrastructure and hospitals and and whatnot? So I can. There's a. There's a. There's since there's there's so many ways into that question, and I, one of the ways that that good government groups and progressive advocates and like community, you know, community progressives have have asked this question is why doesn't New York have nice stuff? The, yeah. The we, we, we have a new bridge named we, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. We have, pretty we have nice a, big, a big, a big shiny bridge. <laughs> I go every night to look at it. Um, that's really, that's really funny. So there's um, a, a lot of, um, you know, budget experts and good government groups point out that at New York's tax rates, uh, the we're comparable to a lot of social democracies that offer things like truly universal free of charge healthcare that offer really robust social services and childcare <clears throat> and more. And so when you look around New York, of course, and you see that the state's single payer initiative has been stymied for years, public transit's a mess. And there's, you know, there's, there's certainly, you know, no green jobs community center near me that people can uh, access. There's so much need in the public school system and, and, and more around New York. And so the question is, how has the budget been? How has the budget been being allocated for the past ten years? Let's just look at that time frame under Governor Cuomo. And one answer that um, people have been 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 pointing to is that Governor Cuomo designed the system in conjunction with what's what was called the Senate IDC to be able to control the state budget and give the window dressing appearance of dedication to progressive priorities without actually enacting them in the budget and without actually passing legislation. Here's a simple IDC is the Independent Democratic Conference, I believe. And, That's correct. Um, just to give give folks a little update, um, I, I believe there were six or seven or eight members um, before twenty the twenty eighteen elections. That's right. Um, well, I guess through twenty eighteen, and these are these are Democrats who caucus with Republicans, work with Republicans a lot at least um, on on legislation. And Cuomo was was uh, was uh, very happy about that, and he worked with them too. So. Um, We'll probably get to this, but um, you know, a lot of them were knocked off in 2018 in the state elections by progressives, and that could be part of the reason why we actually have uh, a public financing package uh, coming down the road. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly where we're headed. So, the IDC was founded in 2010 with just four members who were upset about their relative influence in the, and it grew to eight, which was a considerable amount in the 63 member New York State Senate, um, and overall. The, the, the sort of the way I describe the, the, the IDC's role in the process is that for Governor Cuomo, it gave him the ability to um, signal that he was in favor of actual progressive uh, legislation, but without actually following through on it or being responsible for raising the revenue um, from his campaign donors that it would have required or, or else uh, greater sort of tapping into the subsidies that he gave to businesses that lobby the state for, for business. So, you know, if, if you're, if you're a person in power in Albany and you don't want a single payer healthcare system to pass New York state, 
there's it's as simple as can be. It's not a hugely diabolical process, although it, it's kind of diabolical. It's pretty diabolical. Maybe. <laughs> In short, something can pass the assembly, that's fine. As long as you control the Senate, the bill can go into a Senate committee and die and never mm-hmm. come out because the Senate doesn't, did not operate according to rules where a majority vote in the Senate would advance bills out of the committee. So all the time between the, the IDCs as its membership um, slowly grew over the course of the past decade, the, a huge amount, over two dozen progressive bills covering everything from immigration to women's rights to lots and lots of other really important community justice and equity issues, all just languished and died in the state Senate. And Cuomo was able to, to periodically get them in the headlines, but without having to actually take responsibility so, for raising the revenue. So would that dynamic would work that, I mean, Cuomo would push these things forward knowing that they would fail so he could say that he was pushing for progressive causes? Is that is that what you're saying the IDC's role was? He would often point, that, that's about it, but he would often, it would often be advanced by by issue groups, real estate grassroots groups and real estate community advocates who were advancing it through the assembly. Mm-hmm. And where there was a Democratic majority in the assembly, they could be able to advance it. But then it would run up a ground in the Republican Senate. So finally, in 2018, this became too, and this became you know, too much for, of course, it was too much for the state's health and well-being. But it, uh, the, the Democratic voters in the state finally overtook the, uh, the, 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 the Senate IDC in 2018 and knocked it off enough to be able to uh, take control back of the New York State Senate. And so in 2018, coming out of that, there was finally the momentum and the conditions needed for advocates to take action on campaign finance reform. And so here we are now, uh, looking ahead to what 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 started happening in 2019 with the uh, the public financing bill. 